everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we're going to review the 2021 version of the musical romantic drama, West Side Story. This film is the second feature-length adaptation of the 1957 stage musical, West Side Story. And it stars Ansel Elgort, Rachel Zegler, and also features Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Faist, and Rita Moreno. Uh, Moreno, who starred in the 1961 film adaptation, also served as an executive producer alongside Tony Kushner for this film. He actually wrote the screenplay as well. Steven Spielberg served as co-producer and director, and the film features music composed by Leonard Bernstein and lyrics um, from Stephen Sondheim. And even though the movie has just come out, uh, you know, the legacy of this franchise for some would be enough to consider this movie a classic. But today, we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, we'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion. But let's start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janaya Wright. I'm the middle. Hi, I'm Brittany Wright, and I am the youngest. <clears throat> and y'all, this is our second time reviewing West Side Story because we <laughs> reviewed the 1961 version of West Side Story. And now the 2021 version has come out. And uh, and it's actually about a year ago, last December, December 2020, we did um, the 1961 version of West Side Story. Oh, really? I, didn't I know looked that. it up. Yeah. And wow. now a year later, <laughs> we're doing the, yeah. the, the new version. So y'all, I'm let's sure pick. we mentioned that upcoming movie in that. <laughs> we yeah, did. I'm sure we mentioned. Yeah, we okay, did. Yeah, okay, yeah. We did because we had already seen pictures of right, what right, the Steven right, Spielberg right. one was going right, to look right. like. And right, we were right, already right. excited that they had done a better job of like right, capturing, right. of like, right, frankly, right, right. not using white people dressed up as Puerto Ricans <laughs> uh, for, right. for that to play was the Latin literally experiment. the bar. That was the bar. <laughs> that was all we wanted. Right. We were the bar was in hell. Like that's how low it was. It was very Just low. Use the right people. That's all. <laughs> I have one voting symbol to recommend. Hit us with it, Janaya. And it is a pile of rocks. It's a pile of rocks. Now, a pile of rocks to me, it could be evidence of destruction, <laughs> right? Uh, Something uh, being broken down. Uh, but it could also be raw materials for mm, something that is being built up, right? I want to be in a <laughs> And so the, this movie mm, takes place. It <laughs> nothing. It had absolutely <laughs> All right. Go Zero percent relevant. I can make it relevant. It is relevant because. Right. <laughs> so in this movie, you know, what is happening is that you are seeing so many different beginnings and endings. And they're just, they're just, they're just converging. And in some ways they're creating explosions. And in other ways, like, you know, they're, they're just possibilities ahead. So that's my recommended voting symbol. <laughs> Did y'all come up with anything? I like it. Janiah, that was very deep. <laughs> that was a very Janiah explanation. And, and at first it was rubble, but it can't be rubble because rubble is always the end. Mm. But a pile of rocks, it could be the beginning of something or the end. 
of something. Mm. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we do a Switchblade last time? <laughs> we did. We did a Switchblade last time. I don't know what represents West Side Story better than the, because I was even thinking, well, maybe we could do the gun or something like that. But that wasn't the, the linchpin moment was when Tony killed Bernard. Like that's, so my vote, and I know this is a super creative, but my vote is to keep it a switchblade mm-hmm. uh, 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 for the for the 2021 mm-hmm. version as well. Mm-hmm. So where'd you come up with, Rick? I'm not going to say any of my symbols. One of them was quite racist. Uh, <laughs> one of them was, was stupid. <laughs> one of them was stupid. And the other one was a pile of some stuff. <laughs> So, but uh, and it wasn't r- rocks. And so I was just like, I'm not going to say any of those. What about a brick? You know, it's like usually you start with a brick, end with a brick. And if we're talking about metamorphoses and, uh, 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 you know, arcs, maybe w- from the pile of rocks, we could bring a brick. I like a brick. I like brick. Brick is great. And then when you think about like iconic New York um, architecture, even you think Mm -hmm. of you think of brick buildings and, you know, and there's something lovely in that, uh, you know, bricks being bound by mortar. You know, what is it? What is it that actually um, makes a brick structure work? It's not it's not bricks alone. Does is is the bricks holding up the mortar? Or is the mortar holding up the bricks? See, that's community. That's community. That's very good, bro. That's very good. That's very good, sis. Since you did not, since you 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 be the decider. We've got a pile of rocks. We've got a switchblade. We've got a brick. What voting symbol will we use to de- to 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 determine whether this this movie what, what is a classic from the right perspective? A dilapidated brick wall. You had three options. A wall that is partly falling apart. Right. And you can see that bricks and rocks laying beside it because this is what has fallen onto the ground. I I was being artistic and I feel like you are shoving my artistic nature into the ground. All right. So so we are going to (laughs) use a half demolished wall. (laughs) <laughs> as the symbol. If the movie receives three partially demolished walls, it will be a classic from right. the right, right perspective. Right. All right. Let's get into our recap. Right. Let's get into our and recap. It has a little bit of sharks and jets. A little that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. When you're let's a jet, you're so a let's, jet and now she's singing again, bro. All right. Well, you know, let's <laughs> let's get into our recap because and for those that are new to our podcast, we do a full spoiler-filled recap. If you have not yet watched the 2021 version of West Side Story, pause. Pause this podcast. Normally we give the recap, and we don't care if you've seen it. Because we want you to just take in this recap and it'll be enough for you to to enjoy the podcast. No, not this time. This time we want you to pause, go and watch that movie and then come back 
and enjoy this recap and the, re- the remainder of this podcast. So this is going to be a spoiler-filled recap, and it is for those that have already seen the movie, but they just need a little refresher. And it's for us when we listen to the podcast 20 years from now, we will have a nice little refresher on what the movie covered. So the movie is set in 1957 in San Juan Hill in Manhattan. This is right at the time when federal eminent domain laws were being used to evict or displace area residents, mostly people of color, to make way for development of apartments that would become Lincoln Center in New York. At the time, San Juan Hill had a significant population of people from Puerto Rico that had moved to the United States to escape U.S. colonial conditions resulting from Congress imposing U.S. citizenship on Puerto Rico just a few years prior, actually, in 1917. So at the start of the movie, the the community is already being demolished. And we see rubble in what half dilapidated walls is. We see the rubble everywhere, okay? Abound. They're everywhere, okay? The the rubble is about. The the rubble rubble abounds. Or about. They're everywhere. And we see signage um, declaring the area a slum. And we also see businesses and families working hard to thrive and to retain community in spite of the circumstances. And our story actually centers around two gangs. And I'm putting gangs in quotes here. Okay. One gang, the Jets, are composed of white people. And the other gang, the Sharks, are composed of Puerto Rican people. The Jets feel they own those streets because they were born in America and the Puerto Ricans are infringing on their ownership. And you get a sense that their identity as gang members is very important to them. You know, their ranks include teens and young adults that have been labeled as juvenile delinquents by society. And and you get a sense that that gang life is their full-time job and it is their source of family, their source of community. The Puerto Rican gang The Sharks, led by Bernardo, have emerged out of necessity. You know, the white gang is terrorizing their community and the police, surprise, are not super helpful to the Puerto Ricans. And so the Puerto Ricans have created this gang to protect their stores and their families and their communities. And the Sharks, they kind of understand how stupid gang behavior is, but they don't have any other solutions. The Jets, the white gang led by Riff, they challenge the Sharks, the Puerto Rican gang, to a rumble. If the Jets win, the Sharks would have to stop protecting their community from the Jets. If the Sharks win, the Jets would have to stop terrorizing the Puerto Rican community. And so obviously the Sharks agree to the duel because they want peace. But they also, um, but also a member of the Jets, Tony, has fallen in love with Maria. Bernardo's little sister, and Bernardo is not having that. Bernardo has already picked the guy he wants his sister to be with, and his name is Chino, okay? Let me tell you something. I was about to get with Chino. Chino's studying accounting, and Bernardo has kept Chino Chino out of the sharks to ensure he is not distracted from his his top-notch path. And you get a sense that the Chino and Bernardo are really close. They're really more like brothers, okay? And Chino really, really looks up to Bernardo and cares for him and is grateful for Bernardo's friendship. Everyone agrees that Chino is a great catch. 
but he doesn't stand a chance, unfortunately, because Maria and Tony are in love, okay? They met at a time where they were both just trying to rebel against their personal status quo, okay? Maria is tired of her brother Bernardo ruling her life. She wants him to see her as an adult, okay? Not some child he has to protect from the world. She longs for change in her life. And Tony, who helped found the Jets, he's, he's genuinely over gang life. He's over it. He had spent a year in prison because of gang activity, and he hates himself when he thinks about the things he did in the name of protecting turf, like almost beating someone to death. Okay, he is longing for change. And Tony and Maria know that their relationship is adding fuel to the fire between the gangs, but they love each other. What are you going to do? And Tony is hoping that he can somehow maybe stop the fighting by showing Bernardo that he has positive intentions with Maria and showing Rip that fighting for turf is really, really quite pointless. When the rumble finally happens, Bernardo ends up killing Risk, the leader of the Jets, almost accidentally. And Tony, you know, who was best friends with Riff together, they had partnered to, to found the Jets. He is so enraged by that. He actually kills Bernardo. Okay. And the police arrive and everyone disperses. Chino, who wasn't even supposed to be at the Rumble to begin with, okay, he is so heartbroken over the murder of his best friend, Bernardo, that he actually takes um, uh, one of, a gun that was actually brought to the scene by, by the Jets, not by the Sharks. Uh, Chino takes the gun and he intends to use it to kill Tony in revenge. Chino uh, he goes to tell Maria the outcome of the rumble. Okay. And he's like, oh, you know, you can tell he is just like, oh my gosh, I have to tell Maria that Bernardo's there. But guess what? She doesn't even ask about Bernardo. Okay. All she seems to care about is whether Tony fared okay in the rumble. And Chino is understandably disgusted by this. And he lets her know that Tony, the love of her life, actually killed her brother. Okay. Later, Bernardo's girlfriend, Anita, feels that same disgust that Chino felt when she realizes that Maria slept with Tony that same night, knowing that he had just killed her brother, effectively forgiving him for doing it. Even through that disgust, though, Anita tries to help Maria and Tony get out of town. She ends up almost being raped by a group of Jets while she is trying to get a message to Tony on Maria's behalf. And frankly, the only reason they don't rape her is that Valentina, a Puerto Rican kind of mother figure to the Jets, intervenes. Eventually, Chino does find Tony and kills him. Maria arrives on the scene just in time to see it happen. The Jets and the Sharks carry the body away just as the police arrive to arrest Chino. The end. Great job as always, sis. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Right I'm, there I'm, again. I'm in the dark place. I'm in the dark place. Sis. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And, and you know thing. that that's the thing about, you know, storytelling. Sometimes things are wrapped up in a nice, beautiful bow, but sometimes so, it's like real life. Because that ain't life all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. Question? What was your feeling when you heard that first whistle come up on the screen uh, when the movie started? That's a very interesting question, actually. Good question. And, and I'm going to tell you, I was filled with 
excitement and anxiety. Mm. Excitement and anxiety. Yeah. Say more. Say more, bro. Well, um, as we um, discussed. What if he was like so much excitement and so and much just anxiety? A lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be it would be a, a deeper explanation actually but <laughs> what i'm saying is, is that we definitely grew up with this movie and um we've watched it countless times and it's one of those movies where basically the performances and the story the movie was trying to tell is what we stood on in, in, in loving this movie in, in the past, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, but there were a lot of things that were very problematic. We always talk about what it could be, you know, what, what, what it could have And bro, been. and it was not a classic for us from the right perspective. We did not make it a classic based on our discussion and analysis of it, even as we were holding yeah. the, 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 the sentiment and the yes. appreciation, we had to just own that it just it did not meet our criteria for being a classic, the 1961. Knowing what it could have been is, is what the question always was. And I'm just saying, like you said, we saw the pictures before, and when I first heard the sound that Brittany is talking about, I was just like, I hope, you know, that's just where I was. Yeah. And bro, I, I felt, you just, you summed it up so well. I felt all those same feelings, bro. I was just, I had this feeling of hopeful, like, oh gosh, I, you know, I had done reading. I knew they had really, really tried to, to, to right some of the wrongs and add more accuracy. And I just wanted it to do it. And I also was feeling something really exciting about going to see a big, like a movie on the big screen. And um, it was like, I just remembered, it was like, it was the experience of getting dressed, meeting up with friends, going to the movies that also added to it. I know that their choice to not release the movie as streaming in its initial release has hurt their numbers for sure. But I will say that it, there was something in the buildup that was special because I was yes. going to the movies to see it, to the movie yes. theater to see it. And that was really exciting too. So all of that, when that whistle happened, it was like, whoa! That's an interesting question, Because that is the moment. Yeah. I mean, what did you feel like, Rick? Like, like what, how, I mean... It must have been impactful because, like, obviously you had that question. Like, I'm curious how they would feel at this <laughs> Listen, I robbed myself of that experience. I was putting my water down and I heard, and I, was like, and I just got a chance to see the words West Side Story come up on the screen. And I was like, I missed it. I missed it. I was like, and it's no way to go back unless I pay more money. Right. <laughs> we went into this um, experience hoping that some of the things that were missing from the first, from the 1961 movie that we know so well, that some of those things would be addressed. I love to talk about that. You know, 
grow, sis, were there specific things that you were hoping to see? And did you see them? What were they? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, I will say I was looking forward to seeing at least Latinx people. <laughs> the diaspora for the Latinx people is vast. I mainly wanted to see Puerto Rican people because <laughs> that's who it's about. But if we are at least in the window, okay, I at least wanted us to be in the window because y'all weren't even in the window in 1961. Listen, y'all, if the window was in New York, y'all were in California sitting on a beach. That's how far away you were from the window. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. Um, so, but no, I, I appreciated, uh, that is something that I was definitely looking for. Um, something I didn't know I was looking for was them putting the sign up <clears throat> saying what was coming, them mm-hmm. showing the new apartments, them showing, um, the new, um, the, the actual, what is it, Lincoln Center, like them showing a picture of this is what is to come. Yes. And I think it's important for people to see that they weren't moving people to, you know, build up more apartments that were affordable so we can move people so we can make a walkway for this art center. This is so I, I think that them showing that reality is I thought that that was, I didn't know I needed to see that be there like that, but I did. Well, I can tell you, there were um, a lot of things I was looking to see. And uh, the first thing was, I really, I'm not anti-remake. There are a lot of people who are anti-remake. I'm not anti-remake, but I want to be able to see in the remake why you did it, right? So it's like, okay, so I'm talking about the cinematography of it. Like I was really curious to see what they did with that. I wanted to see how how it was going to look with everything that's available technology-wise. And the movie had a huge budget, especially for a movie that was filled for a bunch of people who don't have big careers yet. You know, a lot of these actors are just getting started and stuff like that. So with a budget that big, I was curious what it was going to, what it was going to be. And I feel like um, uh, that was uh, really well done. Uh, And and I think we could get into a deeper conversation about the cinematography. Um, But in in addition to that, I wanted to see how they were going to work Rita Moreno into the plot. And Mm -hmm. because obviously, her being so important to the first movie as the you know representation for for uh, as as actual Puerto Rican in that movie and to know that they were going to bring her into this I wanted I was so happy to hear that she was going to be in it but I was curious how they were going to do it I didn't want it to feel corny I didn't want it to feel like uh a um uh, uh, cameo. I, yeah. I didn't want it to, you know, like I, I didn't want it to feel like they just put her in there. Yes. And so, um, when we, when I saw that she's the store owner now and she is the widow of Doc, who was mm-hmm. the, the store owner in the original movie, I'm like, that is a great 
way to integrate her into this plot and make it make so much sense of 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 and it just and when I found that out, as soon as I saw him, like they're going to really be able to deal with this throughout this movie, like her being in between these two worlds and really being one of the few people who's respected by both in, in a certain way. And uh, so I was really excited about that. And uh, also just to uh, also talk about what Brittany said, I was very excited to just see uh, a better cast of movie. Uh, the, in, mm-hmm. the story was great. And I, I was very excited to see a better cast of movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- th- those are the uh, biggest things to answer your question. I was really hoping they would provide depth for for all of the main characters. I was hoping for a more rounded out story for the Puerto Rican characters. And I got to tell you, I really think they they were very intentional about that. You know, in the 1961 version, we um, we didn't know anything about Bernardo. When y'all think about it. We didn't have any sense or of, or, or Chino. We didn't have any sense of what they were beyond gangbangers. And we didn't understand really why they were gangbangers. For the white characters, we knew that they were just, they were young people that had been left by the wayside. You know, like they had that, that, that Officer Krupke song, mm-hmm. which does a wonderful job of talking about how they made their way to the fringes of even white society that this this group of, of poverty stricken white people that were in this gang you didn't have anything like that for the puerto rican side of things and so on this movie they gave us a backstory for bernardo we find out that he is um he is uh, uh he is actually like a trained boxer and he's doing very well at a gym um, we also find that he's a pillar in the community and the reason that he is the leader of the Sharks is to protect the community. It is not because he's interested in being in a gang. And in fact, none of them are. Um, we find out that the Puerto Ricans, their gang has formed out of pure necessity. They we aren't trying to, to <laughs> they aren't worried about turf, but they're like, quit terrorizing our stores. Quit, right. quit, 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 you know, attacking us. And, um, and it was out of protection. We also find out Chino, all we knew about him, same thing. He's in the gang, you know. Now in the in the two, 2021 version, Chino is this very um, thoughtfully constructed character. He's someone that this community has said, listen, even though we could use you in our gang to protect our community, we want to insulate you from that. We want you to be focused on other things. And so you see Bernardo saying, no, Chino, you're not going to be in the gang. Chino, you need to go to night school and go to accounting school where we put you, okay, and be on your trajectory. And we've got a chance to have not just Chino there as a potential love interest and a gangbanger for Maria. He was there as someone um, who was worthy of love and who was in relationship with the community and in friendship with Bernardo. We also got a depth of relationship between Anita and Bernardo that we had never seen. I mean, these two people, we knew that Anita was heartbroken in the last one because her man had been killed. We knew that. But what we saw in this movie was a long relationship that had been years and years and years. And um, there was future planning and there was a level of partnership um, that, and, 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 and it was, it was, 
uh, we got to see true love, the kind that is like a diamond because it's been, it's been forged through experience, you know, and we got to see all that in the 2021 version. So they definitely met my expectation in that way. With remakes, often when you've tried, when I've seen remakes, they'll change some part of the plot. And it's like, wow. we didn't want you to change that part. You know, like, like, like there's, there's parts that, but like you have the challenge of making this plot new without changing the plot. That's what we want you to do. And I feel like this movie really worked in that space. Yes, of, yes. Like Janai's talking about. They right, jazzed we, it up a bit. We they jazzed it up because we we when I saw the run times of the movies, I was concerned a little bit because first of all, my attention span has gone down <laughs> as, as a lot of people have experienced nowadays. But the other thing is, is that we talked about pacing of the movie last time. And I was just thinking that, you know, when I looked at this, just the strict runtime, I thought, well, the pacing is probably still going to be, excuse me, a little slow. But all of that time was taken up, excuse me, by them giving all this additional detail to these characters. So it wasn't just, you know, filler. And so what I'm saying is I loved seeing that part of the plot. Mm -hmm. How they really delved in. And even um, parts of the story that were a little more difficult to swallow in general. Like, how could, like, I know we're watching the musical, but how could Maria really hook up with this guy um, the same night that, he killed her is her brother and it's it, that's always going to be one of the parts you got to kind of take with a grain of salt but i feel like with this plot they did as best as they could because they showed the love between maria and bernard but all bernardo but also it was a little bit of estrangement there like they mentioned about how they spent a lot of time apart so not taking away from the fact that she loves her brother, but just adding nuance to that relationship. Like, I love you, but you are out here gangbanging and causing problems. You know, if you would have listened to me, we wouldn't even be in this circumstance in the first place. You know, so I just liked that as well, that they delved into that a little bit better. So what, what did you both think about the plot? Um, I appreciated how they had pro they show people protesting. Um, that was something that they did not show in the other movie. Like it's just happening and people were just like, all right, absolutely. Just tear our neighborhood down and displace us. Um, no, people were fighting in the streets and they were not okay with it. Uh, protesting these new developments. Um, I also just, um, appreciated the conversation from, the detective, because that's not Officer Krupke, the one with the hat. It was or a new a, character. It was a new character. Yeah. And um, him really talking to the Jets and hearing him say the Lieutenant, said, Lieutenant Shrank, yeah. Lieutenant played Shrank. by Corey Stahl. Right. He was like, listen, 
your parents are alcoholics they're white people don't want them there's other white people that's come out here and they've done stuff with themselves y'all ain't done nothing and y'all people do way with you like listening to him speak to them this way i don't care what the jets right how he was talking to the jets i don't care what ethnicity you are no one needs to talk to anyone like that as if you're just a waste of space as if your lineage is no one needs it. And so I, it, it made you, it gave you even, a, it just is one of those things where it speaks to even the villain has a story. And so I, I, I'm happy that they put that in, but it just was in my mind, like y'all are all kind of fighting for the same thing. Validity, like the, you're 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 fighting to be valid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to not be forgotten and to um and to be treated fairly, um in a sense. But unfortunately, it played out a different way because now you have this narrative of oh these people are coming in and taking our places where it's like no everyone is just trying to make it. That's it. Everyone's just trying to live and have the, the best version of life mm-hmm. that they could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciated the plot staying the same. And even to your point about Maria and Tony, that that is something even in the old movie that has never sat well with me. Like, girl, you what? But I. It's funny watching this movie getting older as you're older. You understand that love is gray sometimes and that life is gray. And it's like, I don't agree with you doing that. But I also understand because in that moment you saw anchor, like you killed him. But then you also saw needing him to simultaneously console her for what was going on. So it was just like this weird analysis. It's a tall task. It's, and I was like, why is this making me mad and making me understand it all the same time? It was so many emotions. Mm-hmm. It was it's so a, it's, many it's, emotions. A, it's, a tall, it's a tall task. It's, it's such know, a tall it, task. I, I will tell you, it would have... I I thought they did a better job. Better. In the 2021 version to show what everything that Maria was feeling at mm-hmm. the time. I thought they did a better job. You know, mm-hmm. they, they had, they adjusted the language enough to kind of give us a sense that she really didn't want to forgive Tony as fast as she ultimately was, you know? And so I appreciate that. And I want to name that, but I also felt like they could have, it would have been a matter of a few more lines to have her grapple with the loss of her brother a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could have just been a few more lines to think about what Anita was going to be going through. Mm -hmm. You know, it could have just been a few more lines for her to just, you know, when, when she first met, when she first met it with Chino and Chino Mm -hmm. is like coming to tell her that her, that her brother's died and, all she's concerned about is Tony. We never even get a chance for her to regret that. Like, oh my God. What did I just do? Chino came to me to tell me my brother was dying. And all I was thinking about was T- Chino. I mean, T- Tony, like, 
what is happening? So I don't think, I think they missed an opportunity there to take, to make that just seem a little less, it still, it still came off as shallow. They could, frankly, it, 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 it was, it was shallow. And it would have been a matter of a couple lines to me to, for us to just hear her under, like, under, like your brother is dead. Your brother just, is dead. Like, even if you are mad at him, he's gone. Never he's coming gone. back. He's gone. And that, Anita, uh, Anita, someone who is, I mean, yes. she, she clearly, she never even thinks for a second, like, oh my God, Anita, I have to be there for Anita. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I actually didn't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate I, the way they handled that. Listen, I will tell you, it is, they did better. That's the only thing I can say. And I don't know what to do with that. But I do know what to do with Anita in this movie, in this updated version. When you saw her, what's that actress's name? Ariana DeBose played Anita. Woo! You are grappling with the death of your love and you have this disrespectful racist detective coming into your apartment questioning you calling him your husband then your boyfriend your husband then your boyfriend and then watching her as she was going down the stairs to go to docs to tell tony to make that plan seeing her have to suck it up i think about women of color namely black and brown women how so often we have to suck up our trauma. We have to deal with whatever has just happened and continue. And I was like, Anita, girl, this actress, she did such she, a she great it. job she of nailed showing it. that I can't let this stop me. Now, something they wrote in that I did not like was the white girlfriend's that were at the um, store right when Anita was going to go to see Valentina to tell Tony and the girl, she was, she said to her, cause she came in, she started using Spanish and the white girl told her to um, speak English. And then simultaneously you're being racist and rude towards her, but now you're trying to stop the Jets from being about to rape her. I was furious. Like we didn't need that, but we also did need it because it is something that happens. Oftentimes you want people to, Oh, just be enough ignorant, just be enough racist. But then when it goes to this place where I didn't mean it to go there, well, guess what? This is where it starts. Mm -hmm. You telling someone to speak English and now she's about to be, now you're devaluing her. You're making her into something that she is not. Guess what? Now she's about to be raped by 10 men. I actually really appreciated that scene because it reminded me of just so many times where you see um, white women wanting to be in solidarity, solidarity with women of color over womanness, but not, but then they will distance mm. themselves when the fight turns into that we get to that that intersection yes. of now now we need you to have our back because we're at a place where our our womanness and our blackness is under attack or being marginalized can you come and help now 
No help. So I I appreciated and, that and scene. And I want to say, I want to say I didn't appreciate it as in like, I didn't like this feeling, but I was happy it was in there. Yes. Like, oh, I, I didn't like the feeling yet. So I, I was happy that it was in there. And listen, shout out to the writers who said that that needs to be in there because it was amazing. So let me be clear about that. I didn't, I didn't like not appreciate like, oh, don't have it. But I was, that was more so like, oh, I didn't gotcha. need this. Yeah. But we needed it. I just didn't. Well, 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 well I think that's, that's um, I, I think that that brings us to a very interesting part of the conversation, which is the acting of, mm-hmm. of the whole movie. Yes. You know, how did, how did you, because I'll, I'll say that. I was very impressed with the acting because mm-hmm. one of the decisions that was made was like not to, well, first of all, the scene that you were talking about, Britt, is what made me think about it with the scene between the first scene you were talking about between Anita and Maria. Um, because I do think I gave it a little. Maria played of, by uh, Rachel Zegler. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think I gave gave them a little hearing you both talk i might have gave them a little bit too much credit for fleshing out that maria bernard problem i think they they did better but it was better it could have been even better it was better but whoever think of that in general why are you thinking of that i just because it's it's the love it's the love it's the love conquers all narrative yes 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 that's yeah. what they're trying to create. They're trying to create like this love is just beyond anything that is going to happen. You know, like, and I get what they're trying to do. And I thought it would have been a taller task to to do it. But just hearing what Janata said, I do think they could have added a couple lines that would have smoothed it over better. Something. But, but 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 what I do, what I will also say in that moment. I recognize that there's some good acting going on, though, in Mm -hmm. general. Like, I feel like, given what they were given, they did the best they could do with it. Mm -hmm. And the the conversation between Anita and Maria, when they were singing, the passion, it was, it was was so good. And it was, it was good. It wasn't over the top. It was right there. And, and, And they were singing at the same time that they're, um, discussing, like, how could you even possibly think about being with this dude after your, after you he, know, he, he, he just he killed, he just killed brother. your brother. And I, I felt like they did as best as they could with that. But it also made me think about, in that moment, I thought about the rest of the movie, where I really enjoyed the acting because one of the decisions was not to have subtitles uh, for the Spanish part. And I like that. I, I, I really... Enjoy, because there are so many Spanish-speaking people you run across. And the feeling that I got when I was watching those scenes was the same that I get when I'm hearing somebody speak Spanish and I don't know all of what's going on, but that's part of reality. It's like, you know, there, there are... And so it made it feel more real. But the point I'm trying to get to is the acting was so good. Even though you didn't understand all the words in those scenes, you knew what was going on based on how they were reacting. So how how did you both feel about the acting throughout the movie? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I mean, David Alvarez, who played Bernardo, Mike Face, who played Riff. I mean, I just, I felt like they had done the work 
to really uh, round out the emotion of these characters, you know? And, um, you know, there was one of these things like, you know, there are times where there are certain actors who in one line can give you the whole backstory. David Alvarez, who played Bernardo, I thought he did such a great job of like, without ever having to actually say the lines, he was clearly responsible for everybody. Mm. He was responsible for everybody. And everything he was doing, he was trying to just like hold everybody down. You know, it was like, sister, I'm trying to protect you. Chino, go to accounting school. Okay, fine. We'll have a super rumble. We have jobs. We have things to do. All right, fine. You need a rumble to leave us alone. Okay, we'll have a rumble. You know, I just felt like I felt like that character was just, he did such a good job of, of, of being the pillar. And without ever having to say, I am a pillar in this community. So I agree with you. I thought the acting was really, really, really strong. And that's why when I think about the places where the movie did let me down, um, even the new one, it was, it was, they they were writing gaps, you know, because if you had given that, that actress that played Maria, Rachel Ziegler, if they had given her just a couple of beats to grapple with the Nard's death, if they had given her even just like a picture of her and Bernard, Bernardo to hold for a minute or two, just a second where she could just be holding it, like mourning her brother, even she could have, she could have, she could have killed it. She would have killed it. It would have been dead, but they didn't give, even give her that opportunity, you know? So I think the actors rose to the occasion for sure. I think there were some places where their material didn't rise up to meet them. I, but I will say, when it comes down to the police, that character who played the new character, Lieutenant Shrank, Corey Saul, he did to me a great job. I mean, he was another character that just had so much complexity. He had, of course, that I am in authority and I'm a white man racism. Okay. He had that, that, that ring very true. But at the same time, he was also trying to give everybody some context. He was also saying, you know what? Y'all are out here rumbling to have to, for, to fighting for turf that isn't even yours. He was, he was a voice of like, like a reality check in a way that I would not have expected a police officer character to be. That guy, he killed that role. He killed that role. I he felt he was very, very complex. You know, I felt like they could have did a whole you could probably do a temp, like he could do a monologue about everything that he is thinking about race relations, everything he is thinking about the gentrification of that neighborhood, every, his thoughts on eminent domain. And he would be incredibly interesting just based on what we got from him. Mm-hmm. So, bro, I thought that acting, you know, I, I thank you for, for, for asking us to focus on that because these actors did their thing for sure. I thought, one character I don't, because we talked about everybody, but Officer Krupke, I really want to make sure. <laughs> he did such a great job. Brian Darcy James played that character. just wanted them to stop fighting. Like, he, was just, he was so frustrated. He was just like, and then after they did that dancing scene, um in the in the in the jail in the police station um 
it kind of, he just walked in and I could just see his frustration. Like I have to clean all this up. They confused <laughs> all our paperwork. So you just, he didn't have the same new words. You just saw it in his face and he was just like, and I think about that for people who are in spaces where they want to do the right thing and how frustrating it is when you have people that is just like, you're just not going to get it. You're just not going to learn. You're just going to be this type of thing. I don't want to give up on you, but you're not giving me any hope to be like, you're going to be different. Um, I thought who also did a great job was uh, Buddy Boy, the girl that is. That's yeah. us. Thank you. She did a great job. As Iris well. Menace. Man, she really like, she really, um, what is it? Gave paid homage to that character of being in this weird space that it's in the 50s when this movie is happening. And you're a woman saying that you're you're identifying as a man, like her taking that on. She did an amazing job and she really did a great part in that, like just playing that part out. And I'm not, I'm not sure if Iris uses the pronoun she, her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I, know apologies. That she, yeah. I, I know that Iris Menace identifies as non-binary. I was able okay. to find that. Okay. Um, I don't know what pronouns Iris uses. So I just wanted to okay. clarify Thank that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely don't want to offend. That, that's what's crazy about the, anybody's character is that that was the, the, the the crazy thing about the 61 version of the movie is that it dealt with these really intense issues before anybody, but it just kind of did it in the wrong way. Totally. <laughs> but, right. but, but, but just seeing anybody's now in, in, in this context that I feel like whoever was writing the, you know, that's what they wanted anybody's to, to be. So I, so I agree with you, Brittany. In the 1961 film and in most of the stage productions, anybody's is a tomboy that's played by a cisgender female. And for this version, for the 2021 version, anybody's is a transgender man in the film. Oh. And so, I mean, there was an intentional, we are bringing more complexity to this character. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, this was an intentional step. And I got to tell you, again, this is not an experience that I can identify with personally, but I thought they took steps to 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 round the character out, you know, had an opportunity for that character to actually say, I'm not a woman or I'm not a girl, something, something along those lines to actually assert, you know, I am not what you're projecting onto me. You know, and I, I, I was happy for that line. I don't remember if they had that line in, in the other one. Yeah, I, thought they, I yeah. thought they had something similar, but I, I, I can't remember. But, mm-hmm. I, but I th- because at the end, when he, um, when he refers to anybody's as uh, buddy boy, or mm-hmm. what, it was, um, I can't remember. But I thought, I thought that line, the line where um, the jet like accepted anybody's i thought that was the same line. the same and it might have been and you know what that actually reminds me of another point bro there were there were things that they used 
um, that were exactly the same as the 1961 film, but because of the context that they provided in the 2021 film, it felt much better. So um, a great example of that is, um, you know, when they are doing that song, Cool, you know, and it's like, play it cool, boy, real cool, you know, that whole thing. In the 1961 film, I didn't appreciate that scene at all. I felt it was super stupid because they were running around through a garage going like this, pow, bam. And then they were just telling each other to calm down. You love that? That (laughs) And I I just remember, I remember that was one of the things that we struggled with in the 1961 version, that there were these songs and these moments of dance expression that didn't actually move the story forward. And that particular song in the 1961 version was a complete dud. In this version, in the 2021 version, they actually made the scene so, and the song so much more interesting. This time, while they were doing it, it while they were performing that number, it was, um, they, had, they had procured a gun. And, they, and it, Tony was trying to convince them not to use this yes. gun in the rumble and that is what was playing out the exact same song lyrics that exact same pow bam that was so annoying to me in the 1961 <laughs> version was so meaningful in this version because they brought an actual storytelling element to the song well yeah they brought they they um uh went back to largely the order and, and that's why I really feel like the pacing was so much better is because they went into the order of how it is in the play, mm-hmm. which um, one of the things that, cause I noticed uh, that at first I was like, they're not going to do, I feel pretty because it wasn't in its normal yeah. place. But then um, when they did it, what, which was right after Tony killed Bernard then they did I Feel Pretty. That gave that scene so much more weight because it was just like, yo, her whole life has changed. Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't know. And she is about to go from the highest high to the lowest low, all in the same couple hours. And she doesn't even know it yet. And so I'm just saying to your point, Janaya, there was the pacing was much better because of that. It was like these songs and stuff make more sense in this order. Yeah. Well, what did you think about the fact that they had her working at Gimbal's as a maid while she was singing I'm So Pretty? I didn't appreciate that at all. I mean, you know, and let me just say, like, I, I, it, 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 it was so distracting for me it, in that scene. I just... It, it 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 ruined it for me, to be honest with you, because I thought it I thought it made sense. And that well, well, in the in in the in the 1961 version, the women of the Puerto Rican community that we were dealing with were garment workers. They were making dresses. And that is a truth of that community. And um, I just thought it was, you know, to be able to have that kind of independent contractor status where, you know, I'm, I'm a garment worker, it like working, you know, from my home. But it was home. still there. Anita, 
Anita, that's still what Anita does. Exactly. My question is, why did Maria, why couldn't Maria also be that? Why would they have to go make her a maid of Gimbel's? I just didn't need that. I didn't need Maria to go from being a garment worker in her home and in her community to now working at Gimbel's. I just I didn't. Need it. It. I didn't. I thought that they were saying she did both. Which well, is that's, like, I, that's the feeling I got. Yeah, I just I didn't need her to be a maid. I didn't. To me, it just felt like it felt unnecessary. Because they were so careful with like so much other stuff. It almost makes me wonder, like I felt in my mind they spoke with someone or or group and was like, you know, and they they had a conversation like, well, during this time, it would have been more realistic that they were all maids at gimbals, right? Like, like they would all be the cleaning staff in, in the evening. Oh, after the place was closed. Like, that's how I took it to be like, okay, they're maybe not as many entrepreneurs or they are entrepreneurs by day, but they're still not making enough to live the life that they need. Just bare minimum. They have to have this second job. I'm going to tell you, for me, it just felt like they were just um, doing a separate scene, uh, doing that scene. Uh, in a place that would make sense where they could do something different. That's, mm-hmm. how, I, that's how I took it. Yeah. I just took it yeah. as we're just going to do something that would be plausible, but we can switch up the scene. So it's different now. Yeah, but it's still the I same. hear that. And I hear that. But it's also, it's a good segue to the music and the dance. There was another scene that I appreciated more because of the way that they staged it. And it was the Officer Krupke song. I had already understood the what that song was talking about, which was just this vicious cycle that some of those white kids have found themselves in where they were going between, you know, the justice system to now they're, you know, with social workers and they're being, they're being labeled, all these labels being projected onto them. When really all they're experiencing is, is poverty, uh, you know, and they're now labeled as having a social disease. So I appreciated that the song was was talking about that cycle. I it, I thought the way that they staged it though this time brought it home so well. They actually had the song take place in the police precinct, and they had the different actors. All of them, all of those jets were great singers and dancers and performers, and they they got a chance to um, you know talk about with their physicality they really express like this vicious cycle that they have found themselves in where they went at the beginning of the song they were you know at at our root we're good deep down inside we're good by the end of the song it was deep down inside we're rotten we're no good good. so i but the way that they staged it in that performance i thought it took it up 25 notches you know i did i did really feel like they missed an opportunity to have that kind of song though for the Puerto Rican community. They didn't have any song where the Puerto Rican community talked about the cycle they were in. You know, they had a song where the Puerto Rican community expressed like pros and cons of being in the United States, but they didn't have any song that talked about the fact that um, you know, the reason that they the reasons they were in the cycle they were in. 
It's just, that was a missed opportunity to me. Did you like the music, Britt? I did. I enjoyed the music and the dancing. Um, I was definitely smiling through all of the scenes. I loved how Chino ran out there and took his jacket off. I was like, listen, I'm about to get down with my adding machine self. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I said, I know that's right, Chino. You better show your depth. And so (laughs) I did. I um, I have fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the dresses, the colors. I was in my mind like, oh, oh my gosh, I want to, I need this yellow dress. Come on, Anita. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I enjoyed the dancing and the music. I thought it was really good. That that was, to me, the my favorite part of just this, all of the scenes, the gymnasium scene where, where they did the dance battle and when Tony and Maria uh, danced for the first time, I feel like they elevated that. They elevated the be cool because that whole sequence where they were on the dock and they were dancing around was fantastic. But I'm going to tell you the one that I was very worried about was the America scene. And because that is one of my favorite or my favorite part of the original movie in terms of that song. But they elevated that scene so well that I'm sure I will want to watch the original uh, version again at some point. But I'm just saying, like, man, what was her name? I want to say her name right, Janai, the one who played the either. I want to say her name right. Ariana DeBose, wherever you are, I'm going to let you know, you killed it. I just want to, because when she, when she came out, when she came out, it was like, because that scene was pivotal and important. And where Rita Moreno in the original movie, that's where she shined. And it showed like, when she got the dancing, you saw, you know, somebody who was moving. And it was like, she was like, I know I got some big shoes to fill. Totally. Yeah. But guess what? I'm a fellow. Yeah. Every last piece. <laughs> oh, man. I, was, uh, yeah, I, was I watched a couple of interviews and she did. She took it very seriously. Yeah. And I, I'll just let you know. <laughs> all those colors. And, and, and I didn't mean to cut you off. But when them, the last thing I want to say about that is when them little kids topped off the dance seat. And they, and they and at the end of America, and the kids came out. Start. I, I was definitely impressed. Yeah, it was so good. It was definitely good, and that was another scene where they they moved the story along because that was our chance to see the relationship and to actually walk through their community. They we got yeah. to interact with the businesses and the people in the community. It was just so. It was just. It was a really. It was a really. It was such an upgrade. Upgrade is a is a. Understatement. It was a reimagining of what that song could do in terms of moving the story along. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Well, y'all, yes. let's take it to the vote. Right. Let's, let's take it. it to the vote. Bro, does this movie um get your dilapidated wall? Yes, it does. <laughs> get my dilapidated wall. And I'm gonna tell you that I loved this movie. Okay. I love this movie. I've been disappointed in movies for years. Every time I go and I'm excited. 
I get there and I, and I walk. And there's been movies I've enjoyed, you know, it, but it's just like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I just had that feeling so many times. And it's been so long since I walked out of a movie like, that was good. <laughs> you know, like, I would, and that's how I felt as soon as I walked out, that this, that they nailed it. And listen, there are a lot of conversations that can be born out of this movie. And I'm not taking, and I'm glad of that. But, and what I'm talking about is just as a piece of art, as a singular piece of art, I feel like they really nailed it. So yes, it definitely gets my dilapidated wall. Yeah. I got to tell y'all, I, um, I, I have struggled with this because I think there were just, I mean, there want to applaud the effort. Oh my gosh. Such an upgrade. So many ways where they filled in gaps. Okay. And we know that they really took, they, they dealt with advisory communities. They, they, you know, they really, I mean, advisory committees, they really engaged the, um, the, the Puerto Rican voice to try to do a better job with the storytelling. And I just applaud all of that effort. I just think it's like, I just can't help but wonder what would have happened if instead of Tony Kushner um, writing the screenplay, uh, what if what if the adaptation had happened with Tony Kushner and a Puerto Rican writer? You know, I just can't help but think about that. I also just can't help but think about like what, um, you know, what, why wouldn't they really like, it was just such a missed opportunity not to tackle the narrative that what the Puerto Ricans were actually running away from in Puerto Rico was the United States. It is a recognition of the effort that I will give this movie my dilapidated wall. It does give my dilapidated wall, but I think that that is because at the end of the movie, I was sobbing. And I was sobbing not because Tony is gone on the glory or any of those things. I was sobbing because it's 2021 and this movie that was made in 1960s, it still rings true in our society. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how? Because I just think about just here in Pittsburgh, how we have a place right now that's a parking lot that used to be a community of black and brown people. So it just makes me think how easy it is to try to forget and erase people. Um, and so it was It was just really hurt. And the fact that they had to go back to this movie and right so many wrongs. The question is, why were they wrong in the first place? That is, it, it is, it blows my mind. So that is why it gets my dilapidated wall because it really just brought out so many, um, the nostalgia, but also just emotions of, I wish there was just a way to like zap change and make things make sense that's it the you know the 2021 version of west side story is a classic from the right perspective and i guess we are also asking people to learn history um and (laughs) (laughs) and to sit in truth thank you for tuning in everybody this has been the right perspective please join us next time bye bro and sis love you bye love y'all